By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, PaperCut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to PaperCut Podcast. My name is Jared Gocher. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we're here with Lana Winterhold. Yes. Please talk a little bit yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Lana Winterholt. I am a indie pop musician from Winnipeg. Um, I just had an album come out this past October, um, so I've been doing a lot with that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, how did you fall into indie pop? Um, through the the world of folk music, uh, yeah. Let me tell you about that. Okay. So um, we'd love to have you on the yeah. show. <laughs> um, yeah. I I I've kind of always been playing music since I was like 15, 16, and um, I think since I was just like a girl with an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. a lot of people told me I was a folk singer, and so I was like, okay, great, I'm a folk singer. Um, but the music that I was writing wasn't really folk music. Uh, so from from my like whatever I was playing uh, acoustic singer songwritery stuff I just had a really great producer that was like you're not actually a folk musician I was like yeah that's what I thought <laughs> um, but he was like well let's try some new sounds like what kind of stuff do you like to make and I showed him some you know weirder stuff that I was making on GarageBand or whatever and he's like this is what we need to be doing so um, yeah we kind of took that and and I, I really still love writing like lyrically driven sometimes like love ballady songs but um yeah mixing it with some kind of raunchier sounds or more kind of industrial sounding electronic music so um yeah it's been fun it's been a fun journey I've kind of been on that that sound now for a couple of years so yeah that's where I'm at so with your album how do you decide which songs and do you have a, a certain way that you wanted to arrange it? And mm. How did that happen? Yeah, so the album itself was, a, a couple people have told me it's kind of like a concept album light. It definitely does, if you listen to it from beginning to end, it definitely does have some like really strong themes, not necessarily just a concept album, but some really strong themes. Um, so basically, I feel like it just kind of stumbled pretty naturally of over a progression of time. So songs that I wrote older, are at the beginning of the album and songs that were newer kind of at the end of the album just because it was more chronological um, with the arrangements so um, yeah I think actually it kind of it kind of flowed together pretty pretty naturally in that way and yeah I really love when people can take the time to listen to it from beginning to end as it's kind of meant to be but people don't always do that <laughs> with the playlist playlist yeah, exactly. world these days like yeah hit, right yeah totally can you explain a little bit like what a concept album is for I guess like people that don't know what that is and how your album sort of like people thought it was that or like the way that it's arranged right yeah so um yeah I'm trying to think of a good example but Trampoline the band just came out with an album that's like super strong concept album um kind of about Armageddon end of the world kind of themes um and as you're listening, you can kind of tell that they're telling a story and really sharing this this theme from beginning to end. Um, and there's like a there's progression, there's climaxes. They do it both musically and lyrically. Um, so so my my album wasn't <clears throat> pardon me wasn't as strong in that sense of like not about the Armageddon. Yeah, not about yeah, <laughs> not as many Armageddon themes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, only just like a few songs yeah. about death. Yeah. Um, 
but some of my themes, I mean, a little more cliche, but um, kind of about love and longing and um, yeah, you can, you can kind of see throughout, throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole thing, kind of my, my struggle with, with my, my own thoughts and, and trying to sort myself out in the midst of being in relationships with other people or, or having to relate with other people. So, um, yeah, like there's a, there's a lot of songs that are pretty dark and talk about my, the nastiness that was going on inside my head. And then some songs that are a lot lighter and, and, um, throughout the whole thing, then a lot of songs that bridge it in between. So you definitely feel like you're getting taken on the roller coaster with me, which is what it was. So, um, yeah, it just kind of just kind of developed naturally that way, I think. But yeah. mm -hmm. and how do you get into or out of those zones when you're performing those songs? Like, if you're singing a song that has the darker themes, do you try to go to that place, or you try to keep yourself away from that place because mm -hmm. it obviously was dark? Yeah, honestly, it kind of depends on on the setting where I'm playing. Like a lot of the times, I end up just playing uh, solo shows. So I just play like me and my guitar, and then my my. Um, keyboard um so i feel like those times i can get into the mood a lot better sometimes with a full band um i'm focused so much on the moving parts that when i'm playing i'm not necessarily getting into those zones mm -hmm. um but definitely when i'm playing solo shows um yeah there'll be times when i'm you know i repeat this the ending of the song like three or four times just because i need it for myself <laughs> like, i'm oh, like wow. i feel like i'm I feel like i'm really in it and i just have to make a new ending or or yeah play it three or four times and see what happens but yeah sometimes I feel like I have to just ride it out and, and ride out that feeling and see see what will happen but even the even the writing of the song even the recording of the album was so therapeutic like for kind of putting those thoughts to rest now like kind of making this album was okay this is Again, this sounds cliche, but like the end of this chapter, like I'm writing these things down, I'm, I'm journaling about it in this album, and then I'm gonna move on and they're not gonna affect me as much. Especially things that are, are pretty harsh that have to do with trauma or, or those sorts of things. It's like, okay, I put it into this song and it's, now it's out of me, you know? I, I put it all out, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And performing those songs, do you sometimes cater your set to not include those songs if some of those feelings are raw or? Um, usually not. Like I usually, I usually still like to, still like to go for it. I still like to push into it. Um, I really feel that like, we all know this music connects people and, and your lyrics can, can really reach people where they're at. And so I think that, um, even if I'm feeling really, really shitty about something and, and, you know, don't want to sing it, sometimes it's like, I'm going to sing it anyways and, and hope that maybe somebody else is you know, dealing with their own nasty thoughts, then this will help them or they can kind of relate to it. But yeah, I feel like I'm just speaking cliches. Mm -hmm. No, no. <laughs> Music no, relates no. us. <laughs> we all know this. Yeah. Like, no, never heard of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I've never <laughs> been connected to yeah, music. Yeah, what's music? Yeah. At all. Never, yeah. ever yeah. heard of it. So you're playing today. Yes. At Rainbow Trail. We are yes. recording live. Yes. Not live. We're, we're on location. We're on we're location. We're not live. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work at a radio station, so, so those were always live like on location. associated <laughs> together. Live on location. Yeah, on yeah, location. we are on location. Yeah. Um, is this your first festival that you've played? It is. Yeah, I'm really excited. excited? <laughs> yeah. Is wow. this your first time out to Rainbow Trout? It is. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we. Uh, so I actually lived in Saskatchewan for six years before 
this. So I've only been in Winnipeg now for about a year and a half. So really just digging back into the scene. But yeah, I went to I went to school in Saskatchewan and worked there for a couple of years. So most of my adult years were spent there. Um, so yeah, it's been fun to be back in Winnipeg and to come to things like Rainbow Trout and yeah, finally get to experience some of the music community. But yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I was just so distracted <laughs> for a moment by people. That's great. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's like very interesting. We we typically um, record in an apartment. Yeah. So there's like no sound. Right. There's no anything. You're just sort of like in an incubator and you're just like, yeah. you know, it feels like a studio. And here it's just like leaf. Person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like everything is just totally. like it's so interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of elements. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's really fun. We like just like try it out. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. Kick it. Yeah. yeah. So, are have you started work on a new album, or have you started to put together what that's going to look like? That was going to be my question too. Oh, <laughs> well, look at you guys. <laughs> that's our question. Oh my God. <laughs> our question is, um, yeah, like I'm kind of I'm kind of always writing stuff. I. It was so funny when my album came out in October and then after I toured and came home, I was, I had this like deep sinking fear. Like, what if I never write a song again? Like, oh what gosh. if I, seriously, <laughs> but I was like, what if I got out all of the songs that I needed to get out and I just don't have any, anything left in me? I was like, seriously afraid. There was about two months when I didn't write anything. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm done. That's I have... like a song to write. You can write a song <laughs> yeah. about that. It's true. But yeah, there was, yeah, there was about two months and I was pretty scared of that. And then honestly, in like two weeks, there was like 14 songs that came out and I was like, this will work. Like, you know, we're getting back on the horse. So, 14? um, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, not all good. Like it's tons <laughs> of garbage, but, That's cool, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've been, what's interesting is that a lot of my songs have kind of reflected the same, same themes for a long time. And now I'm kind of digging into, to new themes that I've never explored before. And of course it's just like, digging up the trauma within you know let's yeah. see what else we'll write a song about but um holy smokes yeah so i've been writing so, a lot of music about intense. like yeah. like my parents divorce or like we had a house fire when we were kids and just these things that i've like never explored through music like i've only ever explored relational things or like my own emotions that sort of thing but i'm like let's Let's see what's, you know, what we can make out of this. And some of it has been really cool. Some of it, like I said, is garbage. Nobody will ever hear. But, um, yeah, so I'm kind of going into into those directions. I think definitely my next projects will also be really theme-based or concept-based. Like, I wrote six songs about fire. <laughs> you know, so I've, I'm, yeah, really leaning into that. Like, I, I write in concepts. I write in blocks. So let's just go for it. So, yeah. Do you think while well, like if you're writing like six songs about fire, could you just do like sort of like small concepts like EPs? Like is that like something that you'd explore, or would you be yeah. doing like two of those songs and two of other songs, or like? Yeah, I've I think I would do more, stick it all on one album, and and yeah, maybe do a few What's different that? EPs or a few a few different things. Um, yeah, I really like the idea of if I'm gonna be in a headspace, I want other people to be in this headspace with me for 28 minutes of this album. Right, you know? totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think I would probably do something like that. Yeah. And you were talking about a producer earlier. Mm -hmm. Who is your producer, and how did that relationship yeah, come about? Yeah. So my producer is Ellis Artisan, and he he's done some work with some other like indie artists in Winnipeg. But um, we actually met when he was on tour 
probably four or five years ago, he was coming through Saskatchewan and, and he, we had some mutual friends and he said, he asked if I would open for him. So then after, you know, we played the show together and then we chatted for a long time and he was, you know, telling me about the music he was producing. And I said, well, if I ever move back to Winnipeg, I'll search you up. So we moved back to Winnipeg, searched him up <laughs> and, um, I, how, how, what was the difference between years? Sorry, five years, did you say? I think it was four or five years, yeah. So you just said, hey, remember me? Yeah, did pretty much. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, it's been such a good working relationship. He's he's the kind of person who, like, I, I'm, even though I'm really sensitive, I'm not very sensitive with, like, other people have criticism or that sort of thing and he's very like just tells me like it is and and uh that can be really helpful you know we'll just be recording a track and and he says like hey this sounds like shit try something else so i'm like okay oh no <laughs> but he's he's so just like he wants me to make good music right yeah, he yeah. wants me to sound good so he's like yeah that vocal take was bad do something else or he makes me do such weird things he's like I can't see you right now scrunch up your face or like walk around in the studio or like hit the walls or something and I'm like okay and he's like trying to get something out of me but I'm yeah I'm like oh this is weird just like with a yeah. smile on your face like hey yeah like I love walls. this yeah, yeah exactly wow. yeah yeah so he's he's super good at knowing he's just really good at at reading me and reading how to get the best sound out of me or or make the best kind of song so yeah, it's been a really good working relationship, and he's super talented, so. And how many days, or how long did it take you to record? Um, we did it over quite a long process. I think it was about over, mm, probably seven or, seven or eight months. Wow. We Yeah, we would kind of just record when we could. And at the time when we started, I didn't totally have a really clear vision of what it was going to be. I was like, let's just start recording some songs. I want to get some stuff out. And then probably halfway through, it was like, okay we're doing this album this is what it feels like let's do this so um yeah i think it was a good process even though it was long it was i think it was really helpful to do it over that long period of time yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. and yeah. sort of like get over the last song before you start yeah the next exactly one. Yeah. yeah yeah wild yeah were you working on multiple songs at one time or were you just trying like do you just produce one track and then move on like, um is there a process for that yeah, for the most part, we did one song at a time, but there were, again, also days when, when Ellis was like, no, you sound horrible, we're trying another song. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, he, he, we would flip between something if he felt like I was just not in that emotion today or just wasn't feeling, you know, I wasn't getting that sound. Um, specifically, I have this one song called The Dark, which is talking about really dark thoughts. Um, and, yeah, I, there was this one day that we were recording it and I was like, happy sounding great whatever and he's like you have to stop it sounds so bad and then the next week i had a cold i was like feeling so shitty and he's like we need to record the dark today like it's time and so i had like kind of a raspy voice and i sounded kind of like tired and he's like this is perfect and like for voice quality it sounded not great to me but he's like no it sounds perfect like, okay. so do you have to sing like you're sick yeah, you've yeah. <laughs> got a cold before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, you've actually got a cold right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you actually have to? Do you change your voice when you perform that song? Uh, no. I try to change my face, like... <laughs> okay. No, for real, no, I try no, no, to, like, yeah. you know, if I'm trying to be, like... There's a big difference if I you're, if you're singing with, like, saying. a straight face or singing with a smile. Like, you can hear it, you know? Right. So, yeah. so, a lot of the time it's just, yeah... What, what emotion am I going to try and sing through, but, yeah. Just, like, 
upset it. Yeah. Trick yourself into being in that. Well, not trick yourself into being that place. You have to like get there. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. That it is like so strange. very um, emotional. Like, are you tired after a performance? Uh, yeah, usually. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty, uh, I don't want to say, maybe spiritual is the wrong word, but I'm pretty, like, deeply invested in my music as, like, a way to connect and heal with other people. And, um... Yeah, maybe spiritual some sort of some sort of something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's there's something in it for me, whether people, you know, agree with it or not. But there's something in it for me where I really deeply feel like I'm here for a purpose today. I'm here to to, and not even for other people, but something for me or something that maybe this can connect with somebody else or something with the earth or something. You know, like there's got to be there's got to be a reason that I'm here singing these songs today, and. Yeah, whether that sounds like hocus pocus to some people, it's like, that's my reason, I'll play the show, I'll give it all I got, put all my emotions into it, and I might be dead tired afterwards, but gotta do it. The best part is, we got all of this knowledge, and then we get to go see her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in a couple of hours, <laughs> and, like, now, and now we have all this No, you'll be like, what the hell? She looks just so mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What we'll, kind of we'll, we'll know you? what you're doing with the face crunch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, it's like, gonna oh, be a yeah, dark song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A master of their craft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. So, what is your pre-stage ritual? Like, are you? Um, are you nervous? I I'm am. Nervous honestly, for you. I know. No, I, I'm I am. I'm honestly a <laughs> excited more. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm. I am still a pretty nervous performer. Like. When I play solo, I feel like it's totally okay because I'm, it's just me and myself and I can, if I make a mistake, I control it and whatever. But yeah. when I'm playing with the band, which I am today, it's, you're always working that extra to, to jive together, right? And so sometimes that can be distracting from, from what I'm personally trying to do. But I feel like we practiced enough and they're such a good band that it's like... Mm -hmm. I think we can just get into it and groove. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And but. those parts who wrote their parts, did you? Uh, yeah, myself and Ellis as well. He's a multi-instrumentalist as well, so he was really helpful for that. Nice. So with yeah. the band, are they just players that yeah. come together? Did yeah. he set it up or help set no, it up? No, I've known them all from different places throughout life, but um, yeah, basically last year, just asked if people wanted to start jamming together, and they all really liked my music, which was good. <laughs> They're like, sure, this would be great to play on this. So, um, yeah, I wasn't trying to just convince a bunch of session music musicians to learn the parts. They actually enjoy it, so okay. that's good. But yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. a hostage situation. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Whoa! On that wow. note, yeah. delivery of a wow. sandwich. There's a bun witch here. Yeah. Fantastic. Bless you. We're actually gonna have to wrap this up soon because yeah. the music's gonna start and yeah. it will drown us out. Perfect. Um, yeah. So yeah, we can wrap it up at the sandwich. Perfect. Which, yeah. Is it the? What do we got here? It says yeah. Josh on jo it. You so. got Josh. <laughs> got Josh. Is it the um, tofu? It's the... Uh, or the chorizo. Got some chorizo. They're, oh, they're both fantastic. I had the tofu one at Folk Fest and it changed my life. Okay. The chorizo, that curried ketchup. Ooh, oh. I swapped the curry ketchup for the garlic aioli. Really? That's not a bad move either because mm. it's a great sauce. Bold. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm bold. A, bold. And worth, big <laughs> and worth it. And worth it. Paper cut podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so it. much, Lana, um, for chatting with us today. Yeah. Really yeah. appreciate it. And, and congratulations and good luck out there. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks okay. for having me. Ready? Thank you. Thank you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us on, on Paper, Paper Cut, cut podcast. podcast. Thanks. Thanks.